Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Self-Proclaimed. My name's Barry and I'll be your host. So I'm actually meant to be sleeping right now. I literally got ready for bed and I switched off the lights, put my phone to charge and like, I was just tossing and turning in bed. I was like, mm, I need to get this shit off my chest. Like, I just feel so moved to record. So why not? It is very early in the night as well. It's like 9pm. I don't want to talk about it. Life of an athlete like bedtime is embarrassingly early but we move we move we move but let's just get straight into this episode since it is basically my bedtime um i don't want to make it too long but today's affirmation we're going to be focusing on is i am grateful and i'm not even sure if i've done an episode on this before like on this affirmation particularly i should know it is my podcast but hey ho we're here if I have, I'm just going to name it something else. But, you know, it's along the lines of gratefulness, gratitude, appreciation, and all those good vibes. And I know what you're thinking. Bestie, a week ago, you were having a one-fifth life crisis. Very much so. A mental breakdown is what you were having, Vire. What has changed in a matter of days? Well, let me tell you let me tell you without spreading my business because it's my business um but yeah good things are happening great things are happening i had a rowing test this morning and it went really well and i was very very pleased and then this afternoon um a guy called gavin from fluid design came down and i tested out a fluid design boat and absolutely fell in love and hey ho now I've got myself a fluid design and I've kind of gone under the wing and I'm like involved in the family of fluid design so very exciting things very very exciting things but that's not the main focus of this episode the main focus of this episode is actually black history month so happy black history month people it is the month we celebrate black excellence to the highest heights how do we feel about black history month as a black person myself okay so i'm of nigerian descent both my parents are nigerian my dad's a robo my mum's ibo more specifically so i'm half a robo half ibo and basically those are just tribes in nigeria so nigeria is actually massive so um it's a similar vibe of like how you'd have different states in america future vary here i'm having way too much fun with editing this um but i just wanted to clarify i know that in nigeria there are already other states like i am also from delta state but it's hella confusing the tribes in the states i genuinely couldn't tell you anymore my knowledge begins to cease beyond the point of knowing that i'm a robber an ebo and from delta state so fellow nigerians please don't crucify me you have different tribes in Nigeria. Um, so those are the tribes that I'm from and I identify as Nigerian loud and proud. Um, so yeah, so as a black person, I'm kind of conflicted because I understand the controversy about Black History Month. I understand people being like, it shouldn't just be a month. Black people should be celebrated all year round. But I kind of like having a specific month for us to be highlighted and for us to, you know, sing our praises you know i don't know i'm not too mad at it if you are a black person that is on the side of 
nah black history month ain't it please explain to me your case i am genuinely interested and i feel like as well it just depends the perspective that you're taking it from my coach always says she's like if you look for the bad in things you'll find it so if you look for the bad in having a black history month you know you'll start to dwell on the fact that it's only a month and it's not all year round and blah 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 whereas i'm thinking wow a month all about us and us only as it should be you know like i am gonna sing loud and proud about black excellence all year round i don't know about the rest of you but i don't need a month for me to be screaming and shouting from the rooftops about how excellent and how amazing the black community is and how inspiring black people are specifically black women we be killing it we really do um but to have a month dedicated to us on top of that I don't know it, it just feels like a win-win to me but as I said explain to me your perspective I really would love to know I really would love to understand um so yeah what was I even going to talk about I just went on this big fat tangent okay so gratitude black history month oh yeah okay yeah so I'm not gonna try and like dwell on the shit that we have been dragged through as a black community particularly over the past year i'm not even going to mention things events that have happened but we have been through it to say the least and it actually does make me sick to my stomach thinking about what we've had to experience in a big big 2020 slash 2021 in a big big 2020 slash 2021 we are we are going through these things and then some people want to be out here saying racism doesn't exist (laughs) anyway i'm not gonna get into that i really am not because i just don't really have the energy for that negativity right now um and yeah i feel like one aspect of black history month that i actually highly dislike is black people feeling like they owe their story and okay so let's get into this so obviously I'm so for diversity especially in rowing so if you don't know I am a high performance athlete I do rowing and it's a very white community a very white space and socioeconomically for the more middle to upper class people and me having grown up grown up in Brixton in a council house and being black you know I'm not from the stereotypical rower background. So I've done a lot of work about promoting diversity and shared my story. And I was contacted by them, naturally so, to do something for Black History Month. And honestly, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. Um, Not to get into the nitty gritty and not that I'm calling anyone out. I'm sure that everyone's trying their hardest. But when diversity is trying to... trying to be achieved for numbers sake or for political sake it just doesn't hit it just doesn't hit and this isn't like at anyone specifically but in general i've spoken to my other black peers one of my friends motsi she's done so much work for the university i go to royal holloway and they have done similar things that i have experienced i'm just like you know what 
this Black History Month we're saying no very much so we're saying no we're staying within our comfort zone we're staying within our boundaries because I don't owe my story to anyone I don't owe my trauma to anyone and it's all fine and dandy raising awareness and being representation in such communities in these white dominated communities and spaces but what white people do not understand or non-black people yeah i would say more white people more white people um especially in the rowing world what they don't understand is that me sharing my story is traumatic my story isn't like a storybook you know it's not like something that has been written by a novelist or a writer or something like that like it's, it's my story um very personal to me and me telling it makes me very vulnerable because it's like everyone knows who I am and not only is that scary but it's also very I, I the only word I can think of is that, like it's a violation because not only am I marginalized in this space but now everyone fucking knows my story do you know what I mean like everyone knows oh that's Vira from Brixton that grew up in a council house that can't afford a boat. Everyone knows. That's not everyone's business to know, you know? It's a violation. Um, so, yeah, that's why I kind of opted out because I was like, yeah, no. Very much so, no. I, I'm still growing up and still learning a lot about where my boundaries lie and, you know, the type of person I want to be especially in social media um as you guys would have heard from many many episodes i'm always like i'm trying to build a brand i'm trying to you know become a sportswoman develop that and so on and so forth and i'm kind of realizing that these big names in particular big names as black sportswomen my best um representations being like Serena Williams and Dean Asher Smith they're not coming on television to say oh it was broken they are being praised for their hard work and that is how it should be (laughs) like I shouldn't be being praised because I've made it out of the hood alive I shouldn't be being praised because I made it from nothing I work very very hard and I am extremely talented and that's what I should be being praised for not for the fact that oh you didn't go into a gang you instead you chose to do sport oh wow that's something no I worked hard, I'll continue working hard, I am talented, and that's what I want to be recognised for, um, and, you know, like, when I was speaking to, like, my other peers and my coach about it, it was kind of hard to explain into words, and even that feeling of me not wanting to do it, I was like, Vary, like, why don't you want to do it, because I, I'm so for representation and if my face being on the British Rowing Instagram encourages one young black girl to join the sport and see where her potential can get her you know like I've done my job I've done more than my job you know like I'm here to inspire the people and it's so 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 rewarding hearing back from 
other black girls that have seen me and they were like oh like I watched your race like da 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 and them just saying that it's like inspiring not even just in the sport but like hearing from other black girls that want to pursue things in a white dominated space by seeing my face in a white dominated space it makes them more comfortable and confident so yeah that I'm so for that like that really 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 encourages me to keep on going and to keep on fighting the good fight but as I mentioned that whole aspect of the vulnerability and almost being praised for the wrong thing I'm not here for it like ah and it's just so demoralizing sort of being pinned to this identity i don't even live in brixton anymore you know like i don't even live in a council house anymore that's not me people grow develop and change and you know stories are only stories for a certain amount of time my story has changed um but it just kind of feels like what most diversity acts want from me like not acts like i don't know like things people that want to push for diversity they they want that story they want that sob story um i'm just like not really here for it i'm really not here for it so out all my black people really feeling the pressure and that's another thing like you sort of feel pressured into speaking up and sharing your story because you're the only person of color in this field only black person in this field or only person from a certain background whether it's you're less well off you know you have less money than people in this industry um so you feel the need to speak up because there's no one else you know if it's not you then who and that pressure oh my god it is tiring because i see my white peers they just get to be athletes they just get to perform crack home with life and i'm not i'm not in a sense like regretting what i've done and you know like the publicity that i've done but i'm sort of like in line with how I want to continue my life and in particular this rowing career I want to take it easy you know like I I just want to perform you know like I'm here to perform my job is to perform and that's what I'm gonna do and I did kind of battle the feelings of like is this selfish um me turning down one thing gosh i'm so dramatic but um yeah is it selfish not being a representation for such an important month that i i do really enjoy you know black history month woo um is it but it's not sometimes you do have to put yourself first and if the content that i'm producing is not true and authentic to who i am now and it's not in line with my values that i uphold now then I'm only doing a disservice to all the people that are seeing that content and you know that's not who I am anymore that's that's not who I want to be um and it's interesting because I have had such an awkward debacle in my head like it's very awkward it's not hard but it's awkward because I'm like why do I not want to do this but then um I was contacted by another Com- not company but like uh, people's another body of people um basically they were like oh like can you just say a few words da, da, da. you guys have probably seen it if you follow me on instagram um 
they were like yeah can you just speak on your experience as a black athlete and I spoke on my experience I was like oh being in a white sport it doesn't help really hard then also being black and having the pressures of upholding stereotypical traditional perspectives of what it's like to be a woman not easy either um but that felt very comfortable to me so I'm like why does that feel comfortable but then me sort of like putting on this no it's not putting on a show but like telling my story in another way not feel comfortable and I haven't come to that conclusion yet but when I do you guys will be the first to know um yeah but another I think one thing that also affirmed that me doing the second thing so sharing my story with the second um body of people was correct and like was the right path was that they got back in touch with me and they were like you know what like we got great interactions from the post can we do a q a with they want to do it with like other black student athletes on like not a podium but like there'll be like some i don't want to say i'm a, an established black athlete but you know some more established black athletes and then i think they want like um a cohort or like an audience of other black athletes that just have questions um for the more established athletes and that is for november so out of black history month and not to say that like people i've worked with before haven't contacted me out of black history month but i don't know i don't know guys i don't know i don't know and then even me making this podcast i feel kind of funny because i'm like am i putting people on blast without me fully knowing how i feel um and you know like also fully knowing the full picture but i don't know this is this is my story this is my experience this is how i feel um and i'm not here like calling anyone out being like oh my god this is horrible this needs to be fixed but yeah this is more so just for the other black people going through it this month because <laughs> the colonizers be knocking at your door they be like can you give us a crumb of sob story and you're like bitch not again i did this um but yeah happy black history month i guess (laughs) but that's the only aspect of it that drains my soul and i'm just like this is disgusting and it's very much so linked to capitalism which is a two out of ten and i'm sort of just having an existential crisis about when am i not having an existential crisis that's one thing i would like to know are you guys sick of hearing it because i'm sick of hearing it i'm sick of feeling the existential crises but they be happening i'm just like damn capitalism is a really they they got this shit on lock i really don't know how the western world did it but they have finessed the system like they have got this system on lock because there's no way to live a happy life without contributing to capitalism capitalism but every sane human being every human being with a will to live hates capitalism change my mind change my mind there is not one single person that has two functioning brain cells that's gonna sit here and say working nine to five monday to friday dream love it the only way i want to live my life not one sane human being is gonna say that but here we are all doing it doesn't that freak you out doesn't that freak you out how does this link to black history month you may ask well 
I've had a lot of black people around me talking about going back home so to their home countries their home nations and it's far removed from the western world in fact the western world will call it third world countries and you know developing countries I love when they call it developing countries as if it wasn't developed and then the western world stripped stripped the culture to the core to the bare minimum turned us on to each other started killing us off like barbarics like anyway anyway that's i said i'm not gonna be negative sorry sorry it's, it's too easy it is too easy when this this world has done unspeakable things to the black community but anyway um yeah i've had a lot of people around me be talking about going back home and sort of like making it here in the western world like making a living here in the western world and then i'd say in their late 30s early 40s going back home and just how this world this capitalist western world is not for them in the slightest and it had me thinking i was like damn like the way capitalism has been orchestrated and ingrained in society in this western world it's sickening it's sickening to the core and the way that us black people from our home countries um speaking for myself in particular i know my parents migrated from nigeria immigrated from nigeria um because they saw a better life for themselves in this in this musty dusty capitalist white man's world in this i'm not saying that nigeria is all roses and sunshine you know we we have our problems ourselves but for most other black areas i don't know because like like the caribbean's included part of africa's included it's it's hard to say but you know what i'm talking about um their way of life tends to be simple and wholesome you know they don't live to work they almost work to live but even when even their version of working is you know like oh harvest some fruit and vegetables for the community you know like they're not tied to working and you know it's not the be all and end all work is almost trivial you know like like work just doesn't really exist correct me if i'm wrong but from what i've heard from the people that would want to go back home their experience is that when you're there you work but it doesn't feel like work not like this western world work this capitalism stuff is on crack capitalist work is actual damage like disgusting anyway um yeah so i'm just like wow but so many people are leaving that behind to come and work here in this uk in this america wherever in the western world because they believe that this this capitalist life can give them something better something more i don't know it just i just i don't know how the western world has done it 
do I even want to know how? Probably not. I think it would terrify me and I would not be able to sleep for the rest of my life. But I don't understand. Like, how can you leave the nice tropics and, you know, fresh fruit, simple life, simple, simple life, you know? Like, you know everyone's small knit community to come to this where it's so lonely and so barren and life is just so lifeless you know and I'm really grateful that I have rowing actually um because it's taught me how to do something I enjoy without it being tied to money and I feel like a lot of us young people have this very toxic the grind never stops mentality and i've spoken about this before um you know like hustler till i die mentality you know like work non-stop breaks up for the week that energy so disgusting so so toxic and it's only gonna run you into the ground um but it's so in line with capitalist thinking it's literally capitalist 101 what these rich people in this western world want us to be is basically that like they they've achieved everything and what me and my flatmate were talking about was actually quite interesting it was like rich people actually don't work rich people innovate they innovate new ways of working or they make like new creations and just get other people to set it all up for them so by the young people the 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 upcoming workforce you know by them having this really really toxic mentality they're not actually gonna get to the one percent of the one percent you know like i feel like they're thinking work harder equals more money whereas the saying work smart not hard actually comes into play when it comes to being rich and then you start to think about what does being rich actually get you because i'm very content i'm a bloody student i'm literally living off student finance government loans (laughs) and i'm very content quite happy with my life and as i said rowing has taught me how to do something that i love without it being tied to money like you do not make money in rowing i'll tell you that now if anything it sucks you dry it sucks you of all the pennies you have it's an expensive sport very very expensive um but I love it and I'm here doing it me Vary from Brixton I know oh my god I've changed I have changed but Vary from Brixton in the council house is doing rowing like I'm having the best time and not a penny to my name love only debt only student debt um um so yeah like I'm very grateful that I've been taught that because I feel like a lot of my peers have not one inkling of what this feeling is and they think in order to be happy like happiness only begins once they've made it once they're millionaires and i'm like but when you become a millionaire you literally wouldn't have lived life you actually wouldn't even know what makes you happy and what you enjoy you know so capitalism is a 2 out of 10 that's virus hot take um yeah so i feel like i've kind of discussed everything that i wanted to but big shout out to the amazing black community and honestly just keep on keeping on because good days are to come and it's not easy now 
we're definitely far from where we should be but honestly we have made leaps and bounds and another thing I actually was thinking about while I was tossing and turning in bed when I was meant to be sleeping was the fact that what we have done as a black community during a pandemic nah nah we are too too powerful the energy that this black community in this day and age has untouchable and i love to see it honestly it's so exhilarating that's another thing i love about black history month you just the the energy the energy of black people i can't even describe in words but it's such a beautiful thing to see and us coming together the power that we have change is inevitable change is truly inevitable so yeah keep on keeping on keep your head up high if you are a non-black person have a good reflect what are you gonna do this black history month i say do something whether it's go and eat at a black owned restaurant the other day i actually went to the prince of peckham first black owned pub and it was delightful it was so delicious vibes were incredible extremely affordable i couldn't recommend more honestly I had the best time. So if you're in London, Southeast London, definitely go check it out. If not, see where's local, see where you can go to to help black businesses. You know, whether you want to buy a new dress, earrings, there is a black business out there for you. Just do your research, do your due diligence. Oh my God, that was too much these. Um, do your due diligence diligence girl i can't i cannot um and i'm sure you'll find something check up on your black friends take them out on a little date ask them how they're doing you know there's a lot that can be done educate yourself read a book you know a little bit of research goes so far and that is how you can help the black community in our times of struggle um you don't have to bend over and do backflips you don't have to donate 10 million pounds quite frankly black people just want to be seen so there you go i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i'll catch you guys shortly bye